When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Hello and welcome to the show brought to you by Auto Owls, the best mechanics in the business. I am James Broadhurst. With me is uh, Callum Robson and Leia Ernest. How are you guys? Fantastic. Very well. Oh, Callum, you nearly took my microphone away from me. That's all right. That's a good start, yeah, isn't it? That, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, oh, oh. All right. We are off to a ripper. We are indeed. We can take a look at some of the highlights over the next few days, kicking off with Mandrill. Tonight, we have the Dash final race seven. Shapes up to be a pretty good race over the 302. Try catch me. Drawn out of box six, time over five has the fastest time over this track and distance out of all runners in this field. Ran an impressive time of 16.87 last start. Keeping in mind the track record is 16.75. He doesn't do too badly out of a wider draw either. The last time he jumped out of box six was over this distance. He jumped well and won by seven lengths, so that clearly... So sorry, that early speed is very beneficial with the wider draws. But we do have some pretty good greyhounds going around here. Rollout drawn. The pink has won his past five. And Takers to Vegas has also shown some pretty good times. One, two for two here over this track in distance. But both times drawn box one. So do we think she can perform similarly out of box three? Whoa, Leia Ernst dropping some severe facts on us right there. Good stuff. Uh, as you mentioned, yeah, look, really good uh, field this one. I am no... 300 meter expert I'll be straight up if Oriental Owens not in there I must admit my my level of knowledge decreases Cal so we're relying on you a bit for for this one this does look like a really good field though doesn't it the dash final uh very good field um probably could have been a bit better but some of the heats um good dogs were drawn against each other which is always going to happen but I think it's close to a two dog race and there's a couple of chances but a bit short at the moment I've actually gone with rollout on top I think it can cross for mate Cross from eight at Cannington in a free uh, in a two seventy five um, showed really good speed last week. If it runs that sectional again from eight, it'll be crossing. Now the seventeen oh seven was a little disappointing, but it was the first time over three oh two for this dog, and I think it might be able to derive some improvement out of that run. If you're out in front and you can run around the seventeen second mark, you're very hard to catch. Uh, try catch me is the obvious danger. Only concern with try catch me takes a couple of steps out the boxes to get going. Motor mouth mirror can get out, um, and so can Akali. So uh, the dog's going to have to be its best behaviour. Soon after the start, it does show amazing ability to muster up, but it's going to need that little bit of room early. Um, I think they're the two chances. I'll give Takers to Vegas none. I thought the only other danger was Remy Minnelli if it gets the start right. Okay. All right, there you go. That's the dash final. Race seven tonight at Mandra. I feel, though, we'll be hearing a lot about a lot of these dogs in this field will be uh, prominent uh, over the next few months. Definitely. Let's take a look at racing tomorrow at, at Tamandra as well. Race three in particular, the 405, grade five here. Butternut, an ex-New South Wales chaser, holds the fastest time here. 
had her debut in WA last week, ran a time of 22.63. She's drawn out of box two again. Would love you guys' thoughts on how she'd run with proper Charlie and Weston Archer on either side of her. I think she can lead as they're a bit slower to begin. But then again, we have Luli, who is another speedy beginner, jumping out of box five. Yeah, I thought this race was definitely worth a look at, certainly for... Butternut really liked that uh, performance first up. Cal X New South Wales chaser into the kennels of Crystal and Steve Shinners. Uh, yeah, I think she can follow up here. I'll straight up say it. I think it's definitely the one to beat. There is a couple of queries in the race. Lou Leaf from box four is a very quick beginner. Wants to carve down to the rail. So Butternut's going to be have to be on the best behaviour. And so is Resting Toucher in five. Another quick beginner that wants to get down to the rails. It's a good thing early for Butternut. Proper Charlie's a slow beginner will stay the rails, and Weston Archer's a moderate beginner and wants to get wide. So on paper, Butternut will get the first initial steps to be able to muster up from there, be very hard to beat. I think it would derive improvement from that run. Uh, first up, running 22.63, and I think can probably even go quicker. All right, let's jump to race four, free-to-all race over the 4.05. Quite a few good runners here. Tandem at pace one last week, clocking a PB of 22 and 39. Let's have a listen to that run. Racing tandem at pace began fairly. Rouge has pace, but look at tandem at pace burst through on the rail. Buster the Brute third, and then came Rolleston. Well back, Kenya Bandito, Molfetta bound, and Turbo Fun. Tandem at pace three in front. Buster the Brute's going to run home strongly. Then Rouge and Kenya Bandito, but tandem at pace. He's a box one bandit. Two and a half in 22.39, one of the quickest runs of the year. Yeah, quickest run uh, overall, uh, wasn't it, from Tandem at Pace. The key to that one was got a good jump away. Didn't exactly ping the lids, but certainly got away well enough uh, to put himself up in the leading group. And obviously, once he got clear, uh, was able to really turn it on, as we know he can. Late stages does come up once again, as we've seen in these 405 free rolls. Uh, another good field. My boy, Einsteinium, he's back. Uh, we also got Kung Fu Fun. Out of box one, I know you're not super keen on this greyhound, but uh, Speed Force is another dog that's been racing in good form as well. Also, uh, the two uh, hobby dogs, Cerberus Manelli and Royce Manelli. So, uh, what do we think here, guys? Tanner Pace, can uh, he follow up on uh, the result he got last week? I think Einsteinium's the one to beat here. I think Best is fresh for this dog. We know he's, this dog's had a few troubles with cramping, and I think uh, being able to get the dog right and have a little bit of a break and then... Coming into this race off a little break, I think it's good for the dog. Box six is fine. We talk about how much speed there's usually in these free-for-alls. It's one of the free-for-alls where there's not a whole heap of early speed. So I think Einsteinium can cross, and from there, um, I don't think we've seen the best of this dog. I think he's always improving, and I think can get down to the um, the rapid times. Tanner at pace will be running home very strong, and if he does begin very well, obviously he'd be the one to beat running close to that 22-39 again. But I think with the map issues, Einstein can get in front and be very hard to catch. So, Cal, I know you mentioned that Speed Force is not even going to place, well, potentially not going to place, and has raced in lower grade, so coming up for this race. But last four starts have been quite impressive, winning three and placing second in the other. He doesn't need to find the rail to win, generally runs wider, and has been racing well with those wider draws. The last three wins have been out of box seven. Do you think there's any potential at all here? I don't think this dog will be winning up in grades key for this dog. And the dog, when he ran the 22.71, led all the way. Now, 22.71 won't be able to compete in a race like this. As we saw, Tanamit Pace went 22.39 last week. Einsteinium can easily go 22.50s, if not lower. Um, Service Manelli's been running really well, running good overall time. Speed Force uh, will not, won't cross, but 
will still need to get uh, find his way in the race. And I think he's going to struggle from seven getting into it. And I think he's likely to cop bother. Royce Minnelli and Service Minnelli like to get wide in the bends. And I think they could potentially lead him off early too. All right, there we go. So, yeah, Einstein him. Mentioned the, the issues this dog has. Haven't seen him for about a month or so. Ran eighth in his last start when he came into that race after the, that big free to win the week before. Has a really good record, and I, and I love the dog, but to, to, has had those few question mark runs, hasn't he, Einsteinium? Yeah, he's a different dog when he doesn't lead. All his issues come from when he doesn't lead. He gets into a bit of trouble, and for that on sort of... Uh, tapers back, so um, I think I have him leading here, so I think he can be a big show. All right, good stuff. All right, thanks, Cal. Now we'll take a look at race nine, free to all over the 490. We've got a smaller field, six dogs going around. Quateraro, 27-38 last start and clocked a new PB over this track and distance. This race drawn box four. Yeah, um, indeed, yeah. Quateraro, super impressive last start. Uh, that PB came from a few runs earlier. Probably the the key uh, to this one, Cal. I, I thought the kennel mate Campini uh, fourth a fortnight of that same race a fortnight ago in, in the comeback. We, we want to know what's going on with Campini. Also, a couple of other dogs I like the look of. We mentioned last time we we spoke about this a fortnight ago. Jackson County continues to be a bit of a surprise packet for uh, Damien Credelli. And another good dog, uh, Yandrup Magic, over this 405-metre journey. Quarterado looks the dog to beat, but uh, it is only a small field, but uh, certainly a lot of um, lot of dogs to look at here. Yeah, I think Yandrup Magic can be the big show here. Quarterado to the inside doesn't usually begin that well. Campini's not usually the best out of the boxes, so Yandrup Magic should be able to get across. Obviously, Jackson County's got a little bit of early speed, but if Yandrup Magic is given that couple of steps to get going, Yonder at Magic can burn these and from there be running 27.30. Now, if you're running 27.30 out in front, you're very hard to catch. Uh, the track's been paying really quick lately, which means you've got to advantage the leaders. So I think Yonder at Magic might be a little bit of a price and one to back. Um, Cordoraro was okay running that 27.38. I thought he actually might have gone a bit quicker. I thought that was a relatively clean run and was a little disappointed. I didn't like the run of Campini at all. Mm. Um, What's going on with Campini? I mean, first run back after a long time, but... I get, do we expect too much, or me specifically, do I expect too much from this dog? Well, I've, I have the opinion that he's turned into being a bit smart, I think, at the moment. He's not a proper race dog. He won't navigate around a dog or inside a dog. He has to think about it. We've seen it happen to good dogs. Tornado Tears is another one that we know struggles to navigate a field, and I think he's just becoming too smart. Whether he wants to be there on the track and racing, I no doubt this dog would trial very quickly, but that's one out. I think mm. the field is where the issue is. I think he's thinking about going around dogs, and he's a dog that gets back. So if he can't go around dogs, he's going to struggle in races. So um, it'd be good to see him um, jump out and we could, uh, see what he can do. But just on the map, I don't think he's got much of a chance in this race. Yes, I I'm definitely in agreement with you there, and especially with Yonder Up Magic. She races much better at Mandra than at Cannington. And speaking of Cannington, let's take a look at Saturday. Now, of course, Tommy Shelby. Tommy! Tommy, you know, Cal's favourite dog. <laughs> That's right. I think he's starting to warm to the dog. Yeah, well, I backed it last night. Oh, there you go. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, 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 no. We have Tommy Shelby, of course, racing on Saturday. Last chance to see him race in WA before he heads over East, of course. Has won his past six in a row and perfectly drawn to keep his winning streak going, in my personal opinion, in box one. Box eight in his heat, no problem at all as well. Racing a time of 29 and 77. Pinged out and led throughout. And we've also got Starbook 
who won the other heat in a time of 30.06, box two in the final. Yeah, this is the WA Bread Championship final here. Another good one. Another good one for Tommy. Looks set up for Tommy, doesn't it, uh, here, Cal? Box one, I mean, <laughs> after he's blitzed it uh, uh, last week from box eight, conditions weren't great and still ran a re- really nice time. And uh, now he gets box one. He's got Starbook uh, going to head right uh, out of the boxes. We're catching up with Jamie Marsh a bit later on. We'll have a bit more of a chat to the dog here. D- does Tommy get beaten here? No. Um, <laughs> I think you use the right words. Looks very set up for Tommy Shelby. We love to um, hear it. Yeah, box one's probably ideal. And the perfect dog in box two's arrived on the outside. So uh, the dog should lead and win. All right, there's a couple of others we should mention. Mermaid, Manelli's in this race, kiss me. Linda just keeps rolling on and, you know, getting places. Uh, so, Monty, Red Cat, Red Cat, maybe out of box eight, maybe the only Smokey, potentially. Uh, Red Cat won't be winning the race, but can definitely place. Um, I think it's a decent price for a place at the moment. I'd be looking for that. I think outside of Tommy Shelby, I think it's a really messy uh, race in behind. Starbuck wants to get wide. Mermaid wants to get wide. There's good beginners in four, five, six, seven. Now, Redcap's going to miss all that, drop down to the fence, and a lot of these runners race off the fence, as we know. Starbuck, Mermaid, Minnelli. Redcap can boot up. We know what it trialled three weeks ago. He'll be running home. I thought it was a good run last week, mm. trying to navigate the whole field. Um, I think it's around the $3.50 for a place. That might be the way to go. All right, the last race at Cannington, race two over the 600, 456. We've got historic time. First up over the 600 is a strong finisher over the 520, and he favours inside draws, ran 30 second, well, sub 30 second to win 520. Two runs back. From a value point of view, what do we think? Yeah, Cal, you wanted to, to, to highlight this race because you, you like the look of historic time here in, in this in uh, this, this 600-metre journey, race two. Uh, so tough though, I think might be the dog to beat out of box one. So, but what's your, what are you looking at historic time here? And, and like Leia said, you're looking at it from a value perspective? No, I think it'll be favourite. I think it'll be winning. Uh, over 520, it was been very strong. Up to 600 looks ideal for this dog. Should be able to lead over 600, which he hasn't been doing running those sub 30s over the 520. If he leads, I think he wins by an absolute margin. I think it's probably the special on the card. All right, there you go. You heard it here first. I don't mind. So tough from box one, got to say. Yeah, no, definitely, mm-hmm. especially because he races over the 600 and 715, so the 600 would maybe be better suited. Yeah, form uh, form line been pretty okay from this dog. All right, we're going to take a short break. On the other side, we'll be catching up with Jamie Marsh. But before that, here's Leia with some messages from our sponsor. Auto Owls is family-owned and operated, and their number one priority is to get to know you and your car personally. Whether it be a logbook servicing, mechanical repairs, air conditioning or electrical, they can help. For your convenience, Auto Owls offers 24-hour servicing. They are located at 13 Seven Oaks Street, Bentley. You can contact them at 6220-7507 or check out their Facebook page. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to Go Greyhounds. And we mentioned the feature race this Saturday at Cannington, the WA Bread Championship final. A man who's got a very keen interest in this race, a trainer of Starbook, Jamie Marsh. How are you, Jamie? Good. How are you going? Fantastic. 
Yeah, good. How about yourself, Jamie? Uh, big heat win from Starbuck. This dog uh, has been going really well for you. What do you like your chances? Uh, or what do you like your chances in this race on Saturday? Um, not at all. It probably um, creates the perfect run ever for Tommy Shelby to win, mate. To be honest, <laughs> she she'll um, she'll want to begin and get up the track. Probably Mermaid wants to begin and get up the track and. Um, it just gives him a him a saloon passage. So um, the way I read it, mate, we're racing for, for second on, on Saturday night. But, um, look, still wrap with that. That's still great money. Um, and, you know, it's it's um, it's fun being there. But uh, the way the box draw came out and everything like that, I'm, I'm tipping our grand final was on, was on Saturday night. But the, the heat win was perfect. The handy thing is, as you said, box two is probably not ideal, but Mermaid Minnelli in three will do the exact same thing out the box. So... Starbuck can potentially get a clean run? Yeah. Um, look, it, it just depends on what happens. She doesn't want dogs anywhere near the outside of her. So um, she'll, she'll probably... She'll ease is not the right word, but she, she'll change stride and, and wait until there's nothing on the outside of her and then tend to come again. So, um, yeah, as uh, you probably read it the same as I do, Callum. You hope that sort of the one's off and gone, the three sort of runs cover for her and um, she can posse up second and, you know, and, and run a nice second. I, I can't see us beating Tommy Shelby. And in the future, will we see this dog up to 600? I was on track when uh, she beat Buster Brute, and I was amazed by the acceleration into the catching pen. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's the the, the final. I think that's the goal down the track. Um, sort of a bit hard to. I mean, ideally, she's probably come back this preparation a little bit dour compared to to her runs before, where she showed a bit more speed. She's definitely turned into a, probably a a stronger a stronger bitch in the last probably six to eight weeks, but. You know, you run into this race and you run into the Mandurah Cup and then into the All-Stars. It's it's um, hard to pass up those kind of races at the moment. But she'll, she'll probably go through those series in the next few weeks, have a bit of a spell and then come back and, and probably 600 will be definitely the um, definitely the goal um, towards the end of her career for sure. You definitely have to be a good dog to beat uh, Buster Brute, that's for sure. But uh, look, the do- already had a fair bit of success with this greyhound, and look, I think there's certainly more ahead, despite the fact that this trait that she does have, the the wide running. Now, I spoke to you a, a few weeks back for a, a, a article for the website, and you are telling me when she was v- early on, she was even worse, even even wider runner, even more so out on the, the outside rail. Uh, is this something that can ever be corrected over the course of a greyhound's career, you think? Oh, I think that she'll she'll always have that trait. That that that's just how she is. That's just her her running style. That's what where she wants to be. She wants to be out off the out by herself, out off the track. You know what I mean? She's she's never going to be um, that 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 dog that rails. I mean, there's probably bits and pieces that you can do to to try and get her to to stay a bit straighter and things like that. But um, she's always going to be a wide tracker. It, it's just it depends how wide she wants to get. Um, but that's just her. That's the way she is. Ever, ever since she was a pup from her first 300s at Mandurah and, and so on, she, she's always been that dog. And unfortunately, that probably stops her. The difference between being a good dog and a real good dog is that is that um, want to get up off the track and, and probably throw some races away, especially up in top grades and free-for-alls and finals like these on Saturday that um, probably separates her from being a, a nice bitch to being, a, you know, a real a real top liner. But, look, we're still wrapped with, with how she is. you just got to take the good with the bad. She's still very fast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, able to overcome, uh, I guess, that deficit in some ways with her talent. Look, in terms of other good dogs you've got going around, Van Buren's one we've had our eye on for some time now. Did win over the 600 last start. Uh, how are we liking the progress of this greyhound? 
Yeah, I think he's he's going well. He's he's a dog that um, that sort of thrives really when he when he's when he's confident and he's up and up and going. Confidence is probably enormous for him. Um, I like him on Saturday. I think I think he probably draws the right race over seven hundred. He's he's not a genuine out and out seven hundred metre dog. He probably struggles a bit the last split, but um, you know his mid race speed and things like that puts him right into these races and. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's no superstar, but he's he's chugging along at a at a thing rate. I think I looked at it today, and he's had twenty four starts for seven or eight wins. So um, we can't complain. He probably wasn't. He's not in the same league as his brother, but um, these things happen, and we just do the, <laughs> make the best of what it is. And uh, but yeah, I think I think he finds his right race on Saturday night. One of the uh, leading chances for the kennel, I thought, was on Sunday. Hairpin trigger back to five twenty draws box one is a very small field. Only six in the field looks to suit, and you know we'll be flashing home late. Yeah, I think I think the small field definitely suits her. Obviously, um, the, the the goal is the distance potential down the right, down the track. I think which is a week or two away, and just gave her just gave her about ten days off to freshen up. She sort of looked a bit flat, and um, and so on in, in her last few runs over six hundred. Sort of threatens to win a lot of races, but doesn't really do it. Um, her first run over 600, when she ran, I think 34.8 was enormous, um, and sort of we sort of expected bigger things than what she's gone on to do. So, yeah, I think the freshen up does her the world of good. She's she's up and about this week, and and like you say, the the small field definitely helps. Um, she draws she draws her, her box in the red, and as you probably know, it just depends. You know, the first 50 metres tells you where she posses up after the first split. But um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think that it's a nice race for her, hopefully, to get some confidence going into that series. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on her. Some other current dogs. We've got Scootaloo. She hasn't been racing in a while. And Wanda Pepper racing in the 490-metre novice on Friday. Uh, Wanda Pepper's possibly the worst box dog I've ever had. Um, (laughs) She just absolutely carries on. You'd think that you put her in and everything's good and then the lure starts and you think someone threw a grenade in there and and closed the lid. She she goes absolutely off and tends to to blow the start. I mean, she, she comes up with the red, but... The drama for me is is that she draws inside, she probably blows the start and misses it, and then all of a sudden you, you've got four or five dogs heading down to the fence. And at that start at Mandurah, you're in a world of pain. I think she's probably better off, off off a track where if she does miss the kick, she can sort of sweep around them. Um, I don't know about her. You, you, you sort of hold your breath. Um, you hold your breath when the box is open. She's got more than enough ability to be winning. She's, I mean, she's run 27-6 around there before. Um, but... Her box manners, while we're working on them, have improved slightly. They're still they're still very ordinary. Um, she's yeah, she's got a, she's got an absolute stack of ability, but just her, her box manners let her down. Must um, be uh, frustrating, Jamie. And and how do you correct a, a problem like that? Oh, it's just a matter of getting getting her in a box and trying to get her to calm down and and jumping her out onto just onto a, onto a lure or something like that and just practice in there, just getting it. I mean, that's that's the goal is to is to get her in there and get her to calm and and quieten down and and things like that. While we've improved it a little bit, it's it's a struggle. So she she sometimes they're just that's the way they are and that's probably. I mean, you go take her to Cannington and and hand slipper and she. She runs the hands off the clock, um, so it's a bit frustrating. But I follow the rest of the litter in Melbourne, and it, it just seems to be a trait of whether it's the mother or, or what. I'm not sure, but they all seem to be pretty tardy box dogs that that really struggle in their first sectional. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep working on it and hope that it improves. Mate, you've been uh, long-time friends with Paul Stewart, another trainer over here in, in WA who's had a lot of success. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. 
But you you sourced Pedrosa, which was one of Paul's early stars. Is that right? To, you, you can claim a lot of credit in setting Paul up. Is, am, am, am I, am I, is that a good, you know, we we on the right track here? <laughs> I, don't know if we, I don't know if we can claim the credit for me setting Paulie up. But, um, he's had a few good ones in his time, Paul, and, and can definitely train a ground. Um, yeah, it is a, there's a funny story. A mate of mine rang me um, from Melbourne and, and said, look, I know a lady in Adelaide who's selling some pups. Um, there's four for sale. I think they want $2,500 each or something along those lines. And do you, did you want any? And I said, oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you if you think it's worth it. I'll, I'll take a dog and a bitch. And I'll see, I rang Paulie and I said, you want any of these? And he went, yeah, but only if they're black. I said, all right, well, I don't know what colour they are, but he said, yeah, well, I'll, I'll take them, but only if they're black anyway. I ended up buying them, and they ended up being white and fawn. And um, he, uh, yeah, mine, um, he, he took his to Sydney, and mine went to Melbourne, and, um, yeah, the, the, the story goes, they're white and fawn, and mine never won a race, and he won about 300000 So, um <laughs> He did well, Paul. He was a super dog, that dog. He, he was actually probably another... Gee, he was he was in a different class to start book, obviously, but he was probably another wide tracker that... Um, that he was he loved that dog, Paul. I think it, it still probably ranks as one of his... As, as one of his favourites, um, named after the, the motorbike rider. So, um, but yeah, it, it's not the only time that uh, me and Paulie have done business. Is that he's ended up... Um, yeah, he's ended up on the good side. He seems to just, that bloke, I think he's just blessed. We call him Midas. Everything he touches turns to gold. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't think he was worrying about it not being a black dog towards the end. Yeah, one of my favourites for sure. Look, real quick, uh, Jamie, can't let you go without mentioning uh, some of the good dogs you've had over the past, Mini Emily, but uh, probably one of my favourites uh, from your early days, Natural Sapphire, dog that I reckon, wow, if, if the if the 5.30, as it was at that stage at Cangton, had been maybe 10 or 15 metres shorter. This dog would have run a whole stack of races. Yeah, she was a yeah, she was a star. She was just an, an absolute faultless beginner. Um, wasn't much of her. She um, she probably was 26 kilos, 27 kilos, ringing wet. And, um, geez, you could just put her in the boxes. Anybody could put her in the boxes, and she'd absolutely shanghai. Um, she was... One of the, I think, without shadow of doubt, the best beginner I've probably ever ever trained. And like you say, it would have been very interesting if we were at the, at the current track with her, with her going around. That five thirty was, I mean, it was a tough slog, and mm. I think she got run down in the last in the shadows of the post about four or five times. But in, in feature finals, but um, look, she, I think she won eighty or ninety thousand back in you know the day, and and then turned into into a wonderful producer. So um, we were wrapped with her. She she lived and. Um, and stayed here until I think she was about 13 or something like that. So, um, yeah, probably probably one of my favourite pitches. Mini Emily is probably my favourite of all time. But uh, and and Cobra Clutch was also a pretty smart animal on his on his night as well. So um, there's been a couple. Yeah, they, you don't really miss them, James, until they're gone. You enjoy the ride, and then you think, oh, you get beaten and so on and so forth. And then they retire, and you sort of don't realise how good they were and what you had until. Until they're sitting out the back garden, but it's yeah, we were we've we've been very lucky to have a few. No, I understand. Yeah, you certainly have had over the stretch, and look, got a few in the kettle at the moment. Best of luck with Starbook uh, on Saturday night. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Good stuff, Jamie Marsh. There, we're going to take a short break and uh, come back with some controversy from Callum. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. 
Welcome back to Go Greyhounds. Now, if you're in for a midweek treat, we have Palmy Pint and Punt happening every Tuesday at Mandra and every Wednesday at Cannington for $25. Guys, have you been down yet? Uh, just kicked off last night. A good response. I haven't had a chance yet, but we, we've got locked in the date night. Uh, us, haven't we? Cal- well, Callum is... The only one that's a bit hesitant on that, and he's the one with the girlfriend. <laughs> Outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm just waiting for you guys to find dates. Yeah. <laughs> We've agreed be waiting that a while. James and I will be going platonically <laughs> and you will be bringing Taylor. That's right. Anyway, so, yeah, good one. The Palmy Pint and Punt, $25. You get a $5 bet, chicken parmigiana, a pint of beer. Really good deal, really popular uh, last couple of nights. It's kicked off at, uh, at Mandarin Cannington, so, yeah, get on board. Uh, and on that deal we've got at Greyhounds WA. Sounds good. Indeed, it does. Well, well, Callum, that's the good news. You got, uh, you're going to throw a spanner in the works here. You've got something, a query you want to talk about. Well, we've talked about in the past, just over different distances, and it's the best dog's not been able to run. Right. Now, Flat Minnelli wasn't so much because uh, she... Now, what, what, yeah, set the context here. What's going on? Well, she did race over the five five twenty last start, but right. I'm not sure that would have been... I'm not sure David Hobby would have been too impressed by that. Now we have. So the what best... are you asking for? So she raced over the 520. You're thinking that she should have had a 600 or a 700 free to all to go into. Well, she is the track track record over the 600, and right. she's very good over the 715. One of the best dogs in the state. Last week we had two 600 meter races. Mm-hmm. One was a four five, and one was a grade five, which neither Flake can race in either one of the races as it's a free for all level, and so. Dave Hobby is forced to go back to the 525 just to get a run for this dog. Now, I think we should be uh, making a beeline and uh, accommodating for the best dogs. They've earned that uh, position to be the best dogs and racing in that high level. Now, if you're not putting races on to see the best dogs run around, then I think that's an issue. Um, Obviously, the 520 was on, but that's not what the dog wants or not what Dave Hobby would want. You don't want to be going 520 up to 715 next week. Um, there's a 600 on this week, which is good over the free-for-all. But if you have two 600-metre races on, you can easily make one of them a free-for-all. Okay, so take your point. And, yes, you do want to see the best dogs going around in their pet distances and what, what they've become known for. But that free-for-all may have only been a four- or five-dog field, whereas the the grade four and fives over that uh, journey were full fields or close to full fields from memory last week? Oh, yeah, I think one was a smaller field and the other one was a full field. But I still think even if it's a 405, people see Flake Minnelli and want to get involved, whether that's in trifectas, first fours, quinellas, exactors. People still get involved. People want to see the best dogs racing. And I think it's important for connections and owners to be able to race their dogs over the appropriate distances where their dog's going to be suitable to be winning. Obviously, Flake Minnelli's built such a great record. I can understand if we don't have enough 715-metre runners, but I think there has to be either a 600-metre race or a 715-metre race for the best dogs at the free-for-all level at that higher distances each week. Have there been other instances where you feel like this has been the case? Or? Well, there's been other instances over the 490 and the 520 where we haven't had free-for-all races. Now, that's even more of a problem because those dogs can't really race in other distances. Obviously, they can drop back to 405, but we know the prize money back there is not as good. So... If you don't have if you don't have races for free for all um, that are, that aren't free for all on the program, that's an issue because dogs just are going to miss out. And if you have dogs on the sidelines, it's unfair. Certainly, uh, and your argument is that then they're also our better dogs, and also so that, therefore our draw card dogs. That's the key. It's the, the best dogs. I think if you earn the privilege to go up into a higher grade, you should be races should be put on and. 
Um, especially if there was only one six hundred, I'd be go. I'd be okay. But there was two seven. There was two six hundred meter races on. One was a four five, and one was a five. They should definitely, and they can easily make a free for all out of that. I know some of the connections of the dogs over the four five and the the free, uh, and the fives, especially the grade four dogs in that six hundred, may not be happy because they're coming up against Flate Minnelli. But that's just the nature of when you have a dog that gets over that distance, you're going to come up against a, a dog like Flate Minnelli, and she's not unbeatable over the 600. So a dog like Hasty Yes would still be a chance because Hasty Yes is probably a dog that can lead Flate Minnelli early. So would still be a chance, but um, I think the best dogs need to be racing, and I think they need to do their best to put them over the uh, distances where they excel at. All right, even with a smaller field? Even with a smaller field, I don't think that affects turnover. I don't have any figures on that, but... There's other ways to bet, and I think um, even short price favourites, uh, a lot of people get involved, and even when there's a short price favourite, you actually look, there's higher turnover um, from what I can see on other sources. So I don't think the turnover is the argument because even with a short price favourite, turnover can be really high. All right. Well, fortunately, the problem's been rectified for this week. Uh, Flake has got to into the 600 free to wall, but it's something we can keep an eye on, I guess, for, for, for the future. certainly is a problem... With distance dogs in general, the, the lack of population and, and lack of yeah. the dogs that are able to run over that journey. But we've spoken about it before. It's happened for the 520 dogs as well, which is unexcusable in my opinion. Inexcusable even. Yeah. That, that one, too. That one's yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all right, we'll keep an eye on that. What I think for you, Cal, the challenge for you is to get some good stayers in. I know you, you, you've, you uh, you know, in the ownership side of things, bring some stayers over. Yeah, they're very expensive. <laughs> and, and, yeah, hard to source. I get, I understand. All right. Thank you, Callum, for that. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And on the other side, David Short. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. We are back and joining us is David Short from Tab Touch. How are you, Shorty? Oh, I'm very well indeed. Thank you, JB, Cal, Leia, Rob. Nice to be with you all, guys. How are you doing? Good, good. We are well better for hearing your voice now. Take us through the action from headquarters at Cannington last night. Uh, some good results out there, certainly for Enzo Credelli. He picked up a treble, really uh, like the uh, win of Barefoot Tycoon here. This looks like a dog that's uh, going places. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I like the way this dog's finishing its races off. And uh, last night there, once again, really strong to the line. 29.78 overall was really impressive performance. Looks at a greyhound that should be able to fizz its way through the grades. Uh, Geared Up was a good winner uh, of the maiden there in 30 and 27. Had the pour on the till after numerous placings going in. So nice to see Geared Up get the cash for Corey White. Uh, Nessus Yasmin cashed in on the inside draw for Joe Daly. Looked really well placed. Went around a warm favourite at $1.40 and Julie saluted in 22.01. And I thought one of the probably heartwarming wins of the night was Sanders Magic, who's been on the sidelines for a significant period of time. A very talented chaser from the Ben Abercrombie kennel. And great to see Ben back in the winner's list along with Santa's Magic there last night. It was a really nice win. Raise the Bridge, another dog we can follow heading forward. And the runner-up was good in that race as well. Raise the Bridge and Shimmer Rock out of race number seven there last night. I thought you could probably jot those two uh, into the black book. And when they draw OK, they can both be winning again pretty soon, I'd suggest. Yeah, Shimmer Rock certainly came home very hard. Late stages there, but Raise the Bridge getting the result. Yeah, Santa's Magic... Uh, you're right, Shorty. Been off the scene for some time, uh, and you're right in terms of very talented dog. But yeah, Ben Abercrombie as well. Uh, 
a guy we haven't spoken a whole lot about over the past uh, few years, but good to see him back and getting winners. Most definitely, yeah. Ben's had a lot of success in the sport over a pretty significant period of time, and obviously uh, in more recent times, those numbers have, have certainly dried up, but uh, no surprise at all to see him back with a nice dog and doing some good things. Indeed. All right. Uh, big program at uh, Mandra tonight. Of course, we've got the Dash final, but uh, 12 race card. Plenty of uh, good racing, I thought, down there tonight. I agree. Yeah, the Dash final is an absolute beauty. Obviously, last week we saw Rollout Dynamite out of the lids running 1707, and Try Catch Me was phenomenal. 1687 overall. Well, it sets the time standard as the dog to beat. Blackpool Ammo down near the inside. Former Victorian Chaser broke 17. Take Us to Vegas can break 17. It's a hot, hot final. A little bit of luck early is going to go a long way. I think Try Catch Me probably deserves favouritism off that run last week, but um, the way rollout gets out of the boxes, the greyhound is likely to take a little bit of stopping as well. Should be a great feature final down there for the short courses. I thought better bets on the program race. Three, number one, Junkyard Dare. Greyhound has got an excellent record off the inside draws. Um, last time we saw the dog draw anywhere near inside was three back when placed in 17-16 in a country grade four. Uh, drops down in grade off that to box uh, and, and comes up with box one where it's one three of five. Junkyard Dare, a standout race three, number one. And race four, number five, Red Eye Flyer. Um, I thought this was a good effort last week, only just dipped out. Um, similar race again, and I think Red Eye Flyer gets a chance for Lewis Clay to bounce back into the winner's list. So, race three, number one, race four, number five. Couple to keep our eye on there tonight. Yeah, indeed. I thought there were some nice racing a bit later on in the program as well. Race six, this is the over the 490 metre journey. Uh, Sunset Nuclear going around there. First start at Mandra. Comes up against Yonder Up Sheila, which is in really good form. And, and last start from Yonder Up Sheila, really scintillating run. 27.64 uh, was her time over that journey. Gets the, the pole here. Uh, handy race, that one. That is, no doubt. Seamus comes into the race in a bit of form as well, having won two as well as finished runner-up two of the last five. Uh, Kira Manelli comes off a win going back a couple of starts ago. So, yeah, and, and the dog you touched on, Sunset Nuclear, comes in with, um, you know, 29.71 win to his credit going back two starts ago in town. That's a hot, hot form reference. Uh, went 29.86, five back. Dave Hobby has got a number of these Sunset dogs going around throughout the course of this program. Sunset Toxic's the other one that we'll be watching really closely in race number nine. They're very fast dogs. Anytime you're breaking 30 seconds in town and then dropping back in class to a Thursday night at Mandra, you're well worth keeping a very close eye on. And also, I think Cabago's got to run in that uh, race six as well. So that just adds to the uh, excitement of that race. Obviously, a dog that when she gets everything right, she's very good and very quick. So it'll be interesting to see what she does over the 490. Yeah, most definitely. She's very talented, of course, winner of the Oaks earlier on in the year. She's a, a very smart bitch in her own right. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing what she can do from the wide draw there tonight in race six. And a little bit later on in the program, Shorty race 11 uh, over the 302 metre journey. Just terminal, another dog racing in really top form at the moment. Goes around uh, in a race with uh, Nice Image and Too Good John, which are in uh, inside draws there. Yeah, spot on, JB. And this dog did what not too many can last time out, and that's break the 17-second mm. mark. Uh, 16.99 was a really hot run. The early split was good, 
seven. Uh, speed around it with lots of spots in box seven. Close by, we know, um, a, a talented chaser. Um, Westdale Drifters, another dog that can run. Prometheums, no no mug on its night. It's one you can include for the novelties as well. So it's a really deep race, race number 11, and it's a bit of a recurring theme through the night. A lot of these races have got numerous dogs in form heading in, so um, you should be getting a bit of value tonight there if you can find the winners. Yeah, totally agree. Looks a really great card for a Thursday night. Staying with Mandra, uh, heading towards the Friday night meeting. What, what do you like uh, down there? A couple of greyhounds that I've got my eye on for Friday night. Race 6, number 2, divided. I uh, really like the race that this greyhound's come up in here. Um, box number two's no problem at all. It's got a good record from inside draws. Um, just looks the right sort of race for this dog to return to. The winner's list has got a good record over the track and trip. Five tries for two wins and a placing. Has gone as quick as 22.59. Comes up with the inside draw and uh, provincial grade five style of race. Looks good for Divider to bounce back to winning form. And deeper uh, into the card, I thought that uh, race 11, number eight, bust or boom. Looked a really Pretty much a two-dog race. Seven, isn't she sexy? And eight, Bustor Boom. Bustor Boom back to the 405 after a nice win over the 490 last time out. Got a great record from the wide draw. And uh, they'll be Cronulla in the race. Hopefully the pink beating home the black in race 11, number eight, Bustor Boom, to go with race six, number two, divided earlier in the night. All right. To Cannington on a Saturday night. A lot of attention around the WA Bread Championship and Tommy Shelby here. Indeed, and uh, last opportunity to see Tommy for some period. He'll be heading across for the million-dollar chase in New South Wales and potentially then uh, to Victoria for a stint. So uh, get right behind Tommy this Saturday night. Really looking forward to see. He's drawn absolute perfection off box one with a couple of wide runners in two and three. So very hard to see Tommy being rolled in the WA Bread Championship final. Um, also great to see Flake Manelli back to the sprint trip, winning in quick time last week. She's back up to 600 and looks hard to beat. More deductions. Well, it's been placed three of the last four behind Tommy. With Tommy in that big race, more deductions drawn box eight, uh, a draw that more deductions has had two of three. Looks an absolutely guilt-edged opportunity for more deductions to return to the winner's list. Uh, Van Buren should be winning deeper into the card and so tough I liked earlier on in the night race two, number one. So looks pretty much a punter-friendly program, albeit you'll probably have to settle up at some shortish prices there on Saturday night. All right, yeah, there we go. More deductions going around race nine, the mixed 405 over the five twenty metre journey. Uh, Shorty, thank you very much for your time. Cal, real quick with your tips for the week, or for the next couple of nights. Uh, tonight, race five, number two, Malu Miss. Race seven, number eight, Rollout. And for Friday night, race four, number six, Einsteinium. And race five, number two, Hostile Guess. All right, good stuff. Cal, thank you very much. Leia, as always, thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you uh, at home for joining us on the Auto Owls Go Greyhounds show. We'll catch you next week. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.